War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code. Get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight-service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at lawndoctor.com. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. It is Thursday. This portion of the program brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Make it a great day. Make it Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop it and see them. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence delicious food delicious calzones everything baked fresh they're waiting for you at ron's pastry gourmet 170 royal little drive in providence right off of silver spring street right next to AAA. folks delicious calzones the best calzones buffalo chicken calzones steak and cheese calzones it's ron's pastry gourmet stop it and see them 170 royal little drive in providence delicious pies and don't forget they have trump 2024 delicious frosted chocolate donuts they also have the let's go brandon cupcakes ron's pastry gourmet 170 royal little drive in providence well folks it is um thursday and it's june 2nd and i just want to touch on you know yesterday there was a school walkout in pawtucket and it was organized by uh progressive uh politicians and activists that convince these kids to walk out of their classroom and they're demanding school safety. So a couple of things about this. Now, first of all, those children, wherever it may be, um, they need to be in the classroom. That's number one. Number two, the safest place they could probably be is in the classroom. This whole business of uh, we're out on the street and we're demanding safety and all this other stuff, they're probably safest inside the classroom but a couple different elements of this and i want to play i believe there's a we have sound on this but they're not only this 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 is people exploiting these students people running for office that progressive who's running for lieutenant governor cynthia mendez um they're they're exploiting these Pawtucket kids because then they also pivoted into saying that they want less police so you're having a rally about safety and then you say well and we want less police officers uh Pawtucket students march to city hall to protest inaction on gun violence then they she started giving them a speech about abortion rights and they don't even see the irony that they're talking about the safety of children and at the same time it should be abortion on demand and free abortions for all i want to hear this is the channel 12 piece i doubt that they'll go in depth the way this is but um and then this was also really a kickoff for the progressives to try to get all these kids involved in the campaign school administrators telling 12 news today students did not have permission and the way they demonstrated is not condoned the superintendent says one of the concerns about that is their safety, which is exactly what the group is advocating for. 12 News reporter Sheena Loshudo was there and explains why organizers say they have no regrets. Well, students from Bax, Tolman, and Shea High School make up this crowd you see right here. Their main goal today, to be heard. And according to Pawtucket's mayor, they were loud and clear. We're here in response to the failures of our government. How they failed those babies in Texas. She high school students. Babies Pinto in Texas. After the Uvalde, Texas shooting, he knew the students in Pawtucket were hurting too. And we were all tired and we needed we needed a vent. We needed somewhere to place all of our energy and all and all of our anger and, and all of our pain. That's why he says about three days ago he organized this walkout. 
first, it was word of mouth, and by Wednesday, people were eager to join. You're here because you believe in something. The three area high school students walked to City Hall, calling on state leaders to do more, from gun control bills to abortion rights. Many saying <laughs> they don't feel safe in school. So I'd have to understand better about what the unsafeness is. But hear them loud and clear, we're putting that together. We got notified late last night, you know, on social media that was happening. Gun safety uh, and so abortion rights. And them being heard. Initially, the students we spoke to told us they felt supported by administrators during the walkout. However, Pawtucket superintendent tells us while safety is a top priority, those who participated in this walkout didn't have permission to do so, so parents will be notified. Sending us a statement reading in part, we want our students to have a voice, but we don't condone school walkouts as that creates safety concerns and loss of instruction. We want to encourage our students to work with their teachers, principals, and their community to express their concerns in a forum that is safe and doesn't disrupt their education. And in response to that statement from the superintendent, Pinto told me what really disrupts education is the fear of being killed while in school. Yeah, and this, I, here's some, obviously the, the report didn't get in the way it should have. How about a discussion on see something, say something? There are unsolved murders in Pawtucket, and the kids are told don't cooperate with the police. How come there was no talk of that? How come there was no, you know, if you see another student with a gun, you need to contact the authorities. Nothing like that. Why not starting to encourage them less on a lot of these video games that are very violent? Nothing on that. This is, you know, they're being manipulated to actually, and, and, and I noticed the reporter, who I've seen sometimes out at reports, and but to have them say protecting those babies in Texas, that were their words, and then at the same time they turn it into an abortion rights. This was nothing more, and that is reprehensible. That's Cynthia Mendez. She's a state senator from um, East Providence. She's running for lieutenant governor, and this was their way to then try to get volunteers for the co-op collaborative. That's the, you know, Matt Brown's running for governor. Well, I don't know if anyone would, would know, but Matt Brown's running for governor. Matt Brown's running for governor. She's running as the lieutenant governor. And, you know, basically, this is a way to try to start recruiting people for their drive. Those students, those kids need to be in school. By the way, the school days for all of them should be longer. How about responsibility? How about how they behave out on the streets? How about the fact that when there's a shooting, they don't cooperate with law enforcement? When there's a shooting, they don't cooperate in any way or answer any questions about it? There was no message of, and, you know, we need to clean up our own community. It was sitting back. I, I was laughing when I saw that some of the demands, they want less police around the schools. See, everything is, and, and again, I get it. They're 16, they're 17. They're being manipulated by the campaign that that Cynthia Mendez, for her actually to get up and in the middle of the gun safety, uh, start taking the microphone and then start talking to the kids about abortion rights is just the, the, here, here's the problem. They, they're so inept. They don't even see the irony there. They don't even see the irony of saying we need to protect those baby, you know, what happened to those babies in Texas, they're referring to the young children. And they don't even see the irony of basically then turning around and saying, by the way, and we demand free abortions for everyone. No, yesterday, these kids, it's, there was no real message. Uh, students walk out of protected schools to protest school safety issues, gun violence. I noticed in the headline, I'm reading the story in the, the Boston Globe, that they, they don't put in the headline that then someone running for lieutenant governor grabbed the microphone and said, let's also make this about abortion. Better gun control laws, fewer cops in school, and more counselors. So I know they all want to do the, the rah-rah. Isn't this great? It's these kids. They then heard from, you know, and this is interesting, they heard from governor uh, candidate, Democrat candidate for governor, D Louis Daniel Monez, who has 1% if, if that, and progressive state senator Cynthia Mendez. So they're not even in the same ticket. 
Matt Brown is the head of that ticket. So, and again, I'm going to go with the event was billed as unjust laws that endanger our schools. You know, if you could get some of these students and do a pop quiz on American history, how many of them are actually performing at grade level? They're afraid for that. How many of them make violent rap videos? How many of them listen to violent rap music? Pinto said referring to high, high legal high-capacity magazines, guns, and laws that allow 18-year-olds to buy them. Though the student event was about school safety, Cynthia Mesnez, who's running for lieutenant governor, also spoke about abortion access. She said she stayed after the walkout to speak with students for more than an hour and signed some of them up to work on the progressive co-op campaign starting this summer. Uh, she spoke for an hour, explained some of the current proposed legislation. She said the students told her they want their safety prioritized. No mention of speaking out if you know of a student with a gun. Nothing. We want bold action on guns and safeties. We want fewer cops in school. They, they're unaware, unaware just how ridiculous that whole thing is. And then there was this business that they were not allowed to re-enter the school, saying it's a school policy. Once you leave for the day, you've gone for the day. So then you, you start to almost have some hints within the media trying to say that there was racism involved, that they wouldn't be allowed back in the school. So, you know, why don't they have this type of turnout for SAT prep? Why don't they have, they don't have, when someone is shot and killed, they don't have this type of turnout. No, this is where there are people running for office that are more than content to manipulate these students. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by, hey, this is a great time. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. Stop in and see them. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, they have great selection right now on appliances, grills, air conditioners. The next few months, boy, the food just tastes better on a grill or after it's been grilled. They also have air conditioners for windows, built-in walls, senior apartments or condos. Jay's Appliance and TV, pop in and see them. Easy to get to. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, that's Route 5, Smithfield. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5 and saturday and sunday by appointment and remember you deal with directly with the owner they'll match or beat any package deal stop it and see them jay's broadway appliance you're listening to the john DePietro show re coogan and heating folks call them today at 401-732-6562 it's coogie re coogan and heating for plumbing heating and cooling listing as we're transitioning right now from spring into summer you want to make sure your cooling unit is going to serve you and your family your employees well this summer re coogan and heating as coog says we're helpful trustworthy reliable explore our services let us into your home don't fix it alone whether it be for plumbing maybe a hot water tank call re coogan heating today 401-732-6562 401-732-6562 hot water tanks and especially let's make sure your cooling units are ready for what's going to be a hot summer. Look for them online, recooganheating.com, and also on Facebook, RE Coogan and Heating, 401 732 Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's time for our legal segment. Joining me right now, he is one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. That's our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, I want to start off right out of the box. Boy, that Johnny Jeff Depp, uh, the headline, Justice for Johnny. This is uh, a lot of people second-guessed him going forward with this case. Uh, we talked about, you know, at times he was certainly winning the battle of social media and, you know, having fun at times. And the, the jury really intrigued by him. And by all accounts, it, it sounds like this was – a tremendous win for Johnny Depp and his legal team. A, a bit of a surprising win. I mean, yeah. you're, you're right, John. He did win the war of public opinion 
um, social media. He clearly was winning no matter what this jury did. But I thought he had a very difficult hill to climb because he had to prove a lot of different elements. Amongst the elements was that when Amber Amber Heard wrote that op-ed in the Washington Post, she did so with an intent to defame, well, excuse me, that the the op-ed defamed Johnny Depp, that she published it with actual malice, and that it was proved to the jury by clear and convincing evidence. And as we've said, in the world of the law, there's basically three standards. For a criminal case, it's proof beyond a reasonable doubt. For garden variety cases like car accidents and things like that, it's a preponderance of the evidence. You, all you have to show is 51%. You just have to tip the scales in your favor and you're the winner. Clear and convincing is hard to describe, but it's like the middle ground. It's more than 51%. It's less than beyond a reasonable doubt, but it's clear. It's definitely a higher standard. So he really did. His team really hit it out of the park. And having seen the highlights of Amber's attorney's closing argument, going through the elements of defamation and actual malice, I thought that Amber's attorney at closing did a very good job in summarizing the case. And I thought that might have tipped the scales um, away from Johnny and in favor of Amber. But uh, I think that we'll never really know unless the jury wants to speak. But as you and I have talked about, John, I think Amber didn't get her money's worth from her mm. legal team. And you never know if the competency or income, I can't say they're incompetent, but they just didn't do that good of a job as compared to Johnny's team. Um, especially the attorney who was handling um, defending Amber on, um, during her examination or during her cross um, didn't do a very good job at all. I mean, really woefully inept job. Now, the jury could hold the attorney's performance against uh, Amber Heard. It's, it's hard to know, but I think the jury knows that Amber was if not lying, then valiantly trying to avoid answering questions, trying to spin her story. Um, her, her affect seemed phony. And, you know, if a jury sees all that going on and Johnny Depp came across, although a little bit rambling, I think much more genuine, much more sincere. That's just my observation. Now, in terms, John, of the award, Johnny Depp was awarded $10 million in compensatory damages. Now, the jury also gave him $5 million in punitive damages. Oh. However, in Virginia, I understand that no matter what the punitive damage award is, it's capped by statute at 350000 I believe. So... Although the jury thinks they were doing him a great favor, giving him five million in punitive damages, um, he could only get three hundred and fifty thousand of that. So, wow. yes. Yeah, so the headlines are five million in punitive damages, but he does not realize that amount. He can only get the three fifty. Amber, on the other hand, gets two million in compensatory damages. So he gets ten million. She gets two million. That sends a loud message, and. Yeah. And she gets zero in punitive damages. Now, I'm quite sure when the jury got the case and after closing arguments and after instructions by the judge, the jury didn't know that their $5 million punitive damage award would turn into $350,000. If they did know that, and they're not supposed to know that, but if they did, uh, my guess is they would have upped the compensatory damages and uh, lessened the punitive damages because they're largely uncollectible. But it does send a very potent message um, to Amber and her team that they feel that what she did to Johnny Depp was malicious, intentional, 
and um, there was actual malice involved in the defamation. So mm. it's a huge win for him. It also gives him um, some validation, if you will, yeah. that, he's, that he's not a wife beater yep. and validation, if you will, that, you know, he's not an unbankable, unmarketable, you know, permanently radioactive former movie star. I right. think it that, starts the comeback. Yeah. And he might have to do a few independent films and show that he can still act and he'll show up on time and that he can be charming if he picks the right roles. But if not the Pirates movies, I think he'll be back to making, you know, mainstream uh, Hollywood films. I'm not so sure that'll be the case for Amber. Um, mm. It seems like on a number of fronts, her stock has really dropped over the course of this trial. She yeah. was un unlikable. Um, she never really, I think, um, presented herself with her best looks, I think a lot of her attire, her hairstyles, not that that should influence a jury, but weren't the greatest choices. And I'm sure that was all dictated by her attorneys. I'm sure they did, um, you know, testing out how she would present herself in front of test juries to see how she'd come across the best. Um, and I'm sure Johnny Depp did the same. I mean, I don't think that anything that either of those two did on the stand was done on the fly. I'm sure it was all practiced. Yep. And as, as we've discussed before, many times with significant cases, you will hire uh, people to come in and serve as test jurors and you can do experiments, so to speak. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you know, if the case is pitched this way, would it make yep. you more or less favorable? If the person dressed this or that way, would it make you more favorable or less favorable? And you can do a lot to learn in advance the things that will positively or negatively influence a jury. It's a, it's a really fascinating thing to do to see how small moves can have big impacts on what jurors think. And I'm sure both sides did that, um, a significant amount of that type of research prior to trial. Folks, we speak with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. And Tim, again, it, it's tough to explain to some people, but that, that what they were able to, what the Johnny Depp legal team was able to do, that, that is not an easy standard to, to climb. And, and the fact, I mean, I believe that one of the reasons why people don't pursue legal action is because it is such a burden to try to prove that. Especially when the disparaging defamatory comments are made about a public figure. Right. It's even it's far more difficult if person X wrote an op-ed about person Y, just ordinary citizens, which was defamatory. Um, the injured person would have an easier time proving the case. It's it's different when you're a public figure. So yeah, I I, I didn't think that the jury would find actual malice. Um, especially when the standard is clear and convincing evidence. So that tells me that the jury was totally, um, totally bought into what Johnny Depp's legal team was pitching. Now, they also found that Johnny Depp and I think his one-time attorney had defamed Amber Heard, and they so found. And again, the standard is, uh, was the defamation... Um, and actual malice proved by clear and convincing evidence. They said yes. Now, mm. luckily for Johnny, some of that um, um, verbiage was stated by his either at that time current or now former attorney. But there's still words that are attributable to Johnny Depp because the attorney was acting as Johnny's agent, if you will. But to give her two mil versus him getting 10 mil um, I think really sets up the disparity either in what they think she's worth as an actress, what she thinks she lost as an actress, and just the overall value of her case. So just in what they awarded her versus him is also, relatively speaking, a slap in her face since she was looking for $100 million. Tim Dodd, uh, finally, the, and this is, um, does she have any recourse to appeal or anything? 
Yes, either side can take an appeal. This is a jury okay. trial. It went on for six weeks. I'm sh- I certainly didn't have the opportunity to watch all or even most of the trial. But in any jury trial, um, as we've discussed before, the attorneys are playing for the win, but they're also trying to preserve as many issues as possible for a possible appeal. Now, will she appeal? I, I think it would be likely if she appeals, I'm not sure the law in Virginia, it might um, stay Johnny Depp's ability to try to collect money from her um, and vice versa. Um, he might appeal because he doesn't want to pay uh, any of the um, jury award to her. To, to not being familiar with really um, Virginia law in Rhode Island, let's assume that Case goes to trial, jury awards plaintiff $2 million bucks against whoever. Defendant says, well, I'm going to take an appeal. Many people, including many lawyers, think that the taking of that appeal to our, our Rhode Island Supreme Court would stay or freeze the ability of the, the prevailing party to go try to collect their judgment. You can do that. I've done that before. So we win, defendants take an appeal. While the appeal's pending, I can go try to collect that money judgment. Mm. The, only, the only way to stop that is if defendant posts a bond for the value of what the judgment is, which is not an easy thing to do. So um, Amber's got a lot more exposure here. And I don't know if she's got $10 million plus $350 um, to ever pay a judgment. Johnny Depp might have a hard time collecting it. And I'm sure he'd like to collect it, but... That's short money if he actually gets his career back. He's got lots more um, opportunity to make millions and millions uh, versus spending lots and lots of time chasing money that may or may not be collectible from Amber. Hmm. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality Fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, Call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, you had said that um, Lewis Coleman, 36 years old, he was charged with the death of Jazzy Correa back in 2019. It was um, it was pretty gruesome. Uh, you had accurately predicted that they figured, you know, that it doesn't seem like there was going to be a deal offered. They had a very strong case. They were trying to put on a case. Uh, but in the end, he has now been found guilty in the kidnapping death of uh, Jazzy Korea. Yeah, and as we had discussed, he, um, this guy Coleman really didn't have anything to lose. Um, the charge, the main charge against him was kidnap- kidnapping resulting in death. Now, last year in 2021, the federal prosecutors made a determination um, that they would not be seeking the death penalty because this is a capital case, and under other, other situations, um, the U.S. Attorney's Office could have said to the judge, we're going to proceed and we're going to seek the death penalty. That makes for a whole different trial, but they decided not to. However, this case has a man, this um, charge, this crime, has a mandatory life sentence penalty. So, 
this guy Coleman knows, well, they're not going to seek the death penalty against me, so I don't have to fight that fight. And if I go to trial and lose, I'm going to get mandatory life. And I'm sure the feds were offering a mandatory life um, prior to trial based upon the totally heinous nature of what happened to this young lady. I'm sure the feds weren't offering this guy any sort of a plea bargain, which he would jump at. So for him, like with many defendants who are looking at, let's say, life without the possibility of parole or other, you know, drastic sentences, he's got nothing to lose but to tee it up and maybe he'll convince one of the jurors and maybe he'll get a hung jury and, you know, maybe then the feds would come back offering him a better deal. But the case was... We all know what happened. She thought she was getting in an Uber. She was rejected from the Uber. This guy comes along like the white knight saying, I'll take you home. He apparently attacks her in the car. Um, There's DNA, his DNA on her. There's an apparent sexual assault. There's an apparent strangulation. We see the video of him carrying her lifeless corpse over his shoulder into his apartment a few hours later. And it's not funny. It's just so he's a bad, he's a bad criminal. He's an idiot. He puts her in a suitcase, puts her in the trunk of his car um, and starts driving. Now the car has a smashed uh, front windshield where Mm. apparently she tried to, she must've been kicking Mm. and kicked out at least, you know, a part of the windshield. Um, they had video of him at the nightclub they were leaving from. So the cops knew that this was the guy from the minute she was reported missing. The guy also, like, like, a, like the idiot that he really is, while he's got her lifeless body in her, his, his apartment, he's online Googling how to get rid of a body. Right. So it was all there for the prosecution. There was really no reason for them to have ever really offered this guy any deal. Mm. Um, but just to say, look, we're looking for life, mandatory life against you. So he teed it up. He lost. That was predictable. But it's also satisfying for the uh, Korea family that he's going to go away. Now, will he have an appeal? Sure, he'll have an appeal. But he'll be in the can while the appeal's pending. And I'm sure he's not going to get any satisfaction out of an appellate court on this one. No. Folks, again, we're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to draw attention to the former chairman of the Wesley Democrat Town Council arraigned in uh, sexual assault. And, and the reason is we, we t- talked about this, but as this case stands now, now apparently it happened a year ago, last Memorial Day. Uh, it then you know went to grand jury. He was still floating around. And I talked about and i know the mckee people were upset he was at an event with governor mckee had his photo taken everything literally two weeks before you know they went after him and brought him in uh but what people need to understand is i think when we discussed it now granted something could change but this potentially is it certainly a jail case oh definitely it's a jail case yeah we don't, we don't know all the facts i mean the allegations are two counts of first degree sexual assault Um, The charge of first-degree sexual assault, it's a capital offense. It carries with it the possibility of life imprisonment, so it's a serious charge. And the allegations which were briefly brought out in court were that it was the same victim, I believe, and that at the time of the sexual assault, allegedly she was in a helpless condition now. Helpless condition can mean lots of things. I'm not sure that there's been further articulation as to exactly what that is, but we've seen other cases where if somebody is unable to make a decision and is otherwise helpless because of drugs, alcohol, or both, that they can't make an informed consent to engage in sexual activity and they're taken advantage of, that can be under the right circumstances. Um, result in the charge of first-degree sexual assault. So this guy has two counts against him. Um, The victim was apparently in court for his arraignment. So she is a person who apparently 
is motivated to see this through. I mean, it's not the most usual thing to have the, no. the alleged victim for the arraignment, huh. but um, that was um, newsworthy, noteworthy, and I'm sure um, the defendant and his team took note of that because from his perspective, that's not a good sign to have a motivated victim who's showing up in court. Tim Dodd, is that something also that the judge takes notice of? Um, potentially, but, you know, judges have seen it all, done it all. So that in and of itself, they might make note of it. But if that's the same judge who's going to try the case, that's not going to really seriously figure into what that judge does or doesn't do with this guy as a defendant. Folks, another quick break. Much more ahead. Our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359. And in Rhode Island, 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings. Maybe clean out your garage. Clean out your basement. Clean out your attic. Old toys, old things you don't even use anymore, old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month. Brother's Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother's Disposal today, whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings. Get a dumpster in your driveway or business. Brother's Disposal, 401 688 We're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. You know, Tim, last week when we spoke, every the news was still fresh. I, I was taking the police at their word regarding the shooting in Texas. Boy, things have certainly erupted since then. Uh, at the time, it seemed like, wow, you know, somehow he crashed. He managed to get into the school. It seems like police did everything possible. Then we learned there was no resource officer. Somehow a teacher either left the door open, got into the school, and then obviously, uh, my God, 78 minutes they waited before they – from when he entered the school, and then at the very end, they finally uh, went in and took out the gunman. It seems to be a lot of uh, legal liability here. And what's also, what do you make of the fact, Tim Dodd, that the police chief who was running the operation, all the other law enforcement agencies, as far as we know, he was the one running the scene on the charge. He's now not even cooperating with the Texas Rangers as they're trying to get control of uh, an exact timeline of what happened with this story. Well, Clearly, he was the wrong guy to be um, yeah. in charge of this. He apparently is the chief, chief, quote unquote, of a six member police force, which is involved with school security. Um, I'm sure, I mean, not that most people have not, but I'm sure this guy has never been involved in one of these situations before. He had the ability to make the decisions, you know. Cops um, are all members of a paramilitary organization. Yeah. You know, they're used to taking orders from whoever the person in charge, and they did so in this situation. Now, does he have liability? I mean, he, it, for him to be facing civil penalties, potentially, you'd have to show that, that there was some gross negligence or failing to follow you know, the appropriate protocols 
we don't really know enough yet to know if he was making the right decisions. There seems to be a disconnect. Were these 19 or so cops in the hallway Mm. uh, securing the building? And as they're all hanging around in the hallway for 45, 55 minutes, were there still shots going off? Now, we know that the 911 dispatcher was getting calls from children in the classroom saying, there's a guy in the room, he's shooting everybody, send help. But what's the time frame between those calls and the shooter being in the room and the cops being in the hallway? The big question is, if the cops had done something sooner, could they have um, taken out the shooter um, and save the lives of some kids. Yep. I mean, being a Monday morning quarterback is the easiest thing in the world. They sure. could have stormed in there and he could have killed the remaining kids as they were trying to knock the door down. We don't know that. But last week you and I were talking about this and I said, well, what's the confrontation between the resource officer right. and the shooter? Initial reports were that this gunman encountered the resource officer, didn't say if there was a fight, didn't say if there were shots fired. Somehow this guy was getting past the resource officer. We now know that that wasn't true. We thought that um, a teacher had kept a door open by putting a rock or something else to keep the door from shutting. We know that's likely not true. Now that teacher will potentially have a strong lawsuit because she has been held up to public ridicule and scorn. News outlets have been jumping to conclusions. Everyone wants to be first to have the scoop on what really happened here. Mm -hmm. So far, all the, not all, but many of the scoops that have been reported as true have turned out to be not true. So this teacher, you know, last week, the Oh, this teacher is going to have to live with that decision for the rest of her life. Her shimmying that door, shimming that door open, cost the lives of nineteen students. How is she ever going to get over this? She's got to live with it. Well, apparently she didn't do that. Mm. So you know, it's known who she was. Um, I'm sure she's been horrified for the last week for a number of reasons, but um, to the extent. She, uh, conduct has been assigned to her which she did not participate in and it's been reported over and over are those statements which are made with reckless disregard to whether they're true or not I mean, mm. where's, who's reporting where are they getting their information what happened to the notion that you had to get two confirming sources before you would run a story right. yeah. it seems to me the news media has devolved into reporting rumors freely and not getting any confirmation it's, it's crazy Mm. Now, Tim Dodd, also, um, I've had a number of people ask me, since we're on the verge of, you know, at the State House, they want to implement some new, there's some gun restriction bills and so forth. I, I've been asked, and, and I don't know the exact answer, but we don't hear a lot about it, but how severe are the penalties in Rhode Island if, in fact, say, a 15, someone asked me, what are the penalties if a 15-year-old or just a juvenile minor? If they would actually bring a weapon to school and the, the lister asked, and, and what is the penalty if they shoot someone? I don't, I don't recall anything like that happening. I know in Providence, somebody was shot outside of the school. Uh, that's not the same thing. And it was very targeted, but well, let's start off with the penalty about if you are a, a minor and you're a student and you, you get caught, you know, you, you bring a gun to a school in Rhode Island. Well, there's several potential penalties that could be imposed. The first is if a student brings a, a illegal knife or a gun or a handgun uh, onto school property, um, certainly that student is um, exposed for potential suspension or expulsion from school. That's, that's the least of it. So good. They can be suspended. They can be expelled. Um, there's certain appellate rights the student would have, but if they were suspended or expelled because of that conduct, that would stand up. Yep. Second, a 15-year-old, to use your example, brings a gun onto school property. Uh, in addition to the uh, school penalties, that, that's a crime. Now, 
there's an option to be made whether the um, attorney general's office would attempt to waive um, any such student out of the juvenile court system into superior court based upon the conduct. Now, let's assume they don't waive the juvenile and try to get them charged as an adult in superior court. Well, having a weapon of that, what we're talking about, if that person was an adult, that would be a jail case. That would definitely be a jail case. Now, in the juvenile system, there's jurisdiction over a kid until they turn 21. So then they're, they're out. If a juvenile brought a gun onto school grounds and proceeded to shoot people, God forbid, a million times, um, it's likely the state would try to waive such a case out of the juvenile court, have the kid charged as an adult if possible. And there you could be looking at easily um, a potential sentence of multiple years, multiple, multiple years. So it would, in the juvenile system, you can be held until you're 21 at the training school. If you're waived out of the system into superior court and charged as an adult with that type of felony, you could be looking at a significant, very long uh, prison sentence, potentially. Mm. And Tim Dab, what about these new uh, gun laws? That It's all, it's tough until it's, it's uh, officially put in uh, as the law because it's a bill, but a lot of these could end up being challenged or, or should, could some of these be challenged? Should they want to change some of the laws of Rhode Island, banning certain things, raising ages, uh, various things like that? Well, there would clearly be constitutional challenges depending on how far this legislation gets. Right now, um, individuals who are in favor of um, um, handgun reform and other reforms with uh, owning and possessing and how old you have to be to acquire firearms – um, the, the stars have never been lined up better f- for people who want um, firearm reform. And the stars are lined up based upon a tragedy beyond description in, in Texas. But even in the, the U.S. Senate, Republicans who have always been staunch um, Second Amendment advocates are now saying at least that they will negotiate with the Democrats to do something with um, um, handgun reform. And in addition to handguns, the bigger um, thing right now is, you know, weapons that have large magazines, weapons that are semi-automatic, things like AKs and similar types of weapons. Those are the um, types of weapons which I think are in serious jeopardy of having some reforms put on them. Additionally, we know in Texas you can buy a handgun at age 18. There's going to be a push to raise that to 21. And as we discussed, I believe last week, entrenched advocates on both sides of the issue, Second Amendment NRA people don't want to give an inch and folks looking for reforms um, are always, always pushing the envelope to get concessions and to get further restrictions. So this is all run by politicians. And politicians know if they get some gun reforms, they're going to curry favor with some and infuriate others. So to the extent that politicians count heads, um, it's, it's hard to find that happy medium of balance um, if you're a politician that you're willing to stick your neck out and do something about this, which is why typically nothing happens. But mm. right now, the time might be right. Yeah. Folks, we're going to leave it at that. He is our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, excellent job as always, and we will talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. To the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, depietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2. But visit the website, depietro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link. Contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, when we do Facebook Live or YouTube 
or Twitter. It's all right there at the website, petro.com And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop. We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website dipetro.com portion of the program brought to you by the coesed inn check them out on the website dipetro.com the coesed inn or Rhode island tradition since 1977 located 226 coesed avenue in west warwick whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers. There's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. To check out our website, dipetro.com, dipetro.com, which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Senadale Revival Comfort Food and Cocktails, located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence, shane and his crew what a wonderful job they've done winner of several rhode island best of awards best of rhode island awards the senadale revival delicious food cocktails a lot of fun stop it and see them 2025 smith street in north providence remain healthy stop it and see marie at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland you can also look for on facebook but call her 401 305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ice honey maple syrup beef fresh gum over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices plus hemp and cbd products natural skin care it's my health poppin and see marie 1099 mendon road in cumberland there's things for your pets there's things for your children there's things for your health stay healthy at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland again call marie 401-305-3585 diagonally across from davenport restaurant best lawn ever guaranteed contact lawn doctor of rhode island today now you can call them 401-392-1025 get a quick easy quote the best thing to do lawn doctor of rhode island they have a great website it's easy lawn doctor.com lawn doctor.com then just put in your zip code get a quick easy a quote your best lawn ever guaranteed take get part of their premium eight service program early spring spring lime late spring summer Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at LawnDoctor.com. Listening to the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok, plus you if you want to reach me that's the best way to do it we have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website depetro.com